Good tidings, my good people of the Lodge. Welcome back, and today we have an episode with Matt from the Movie Mayhem Podcast. You can find the Movie Mayhem Podcast across all platforms. You could you could find it on Spotify, you could find it on YouTube, you can find them on Instagram. Just search Movie Mayhem Podcast. This is a great one. Today, we, uh, we touched on the new movie that just came out, Toy Story 4, but there's no spoilers. Absolutely no spoilers. It's a spoiler-free listen. Um, in case any of you are worried about that, uh, we touch on chip gang, technology, and, and this conversation goes places, and I love it, and I know you're going to enjoy it. So just sit tight, deal with the upcoming ad, enjoy the quick tune, and we'll be on our way. None of that. Or something you forgot. See, everybody's forgotten something. You left it out. Just missed it. See? See? And so, I can bring this out, what you've forgotten, if I ask you, who are you? Will you say I'm Paul Jones, or whatever your name happens to be? I say, oh, no, no, no don't give me that stuff. Who are you, really? Who are you? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We got a special one for you today. We've got Matt from the Movie Mayhem podcast. What up? What's up, dude? Hey, man. I'm just, uh, you know, figured I'd return the favor. You came on, yes. did us the did us the honor of coming in and being oh. an illustrious guest on our show. No, so. you guys did me the honor <laughs> of inviting me to do the Avengers episode. That was yeah. I can't. I I jumped when I got that text. I was like, let's fucking do this. Uh, uh, there were oh, actually a lot of people that that wanted to jump on that, but I um, imagine I am mad. That's why. That's why. Honestly, like if I'm if I'm being honest, I am really thankful. Oh no, yeah, that was a really cool podcast, and that was a lot of fun for me to do. I'm glad we brought you in because you were a great guest. You know, class act contributed so much, and it, it was you were awesome to have on. So Thank you, I, I we definitely I definitely don't regret the decision at all, and you're of course. Always welcome back for any movie of your choosing. Well, thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of your podcast, first, let's give a shout out to Brian McCormick. Yeah, who Big Who done Bri. an episode with us a few months ago. Check that out. Yeah, that one's great. That uh, is a great one. Yes. And just another quick plug. You guys just did an episode on Toy Story 4. Boy. Which I wanted to listen to so bad, but I was like, fuck, I just saw Toy Story 4. I'll wait to the podcast. Yes. So I want to jump right into it. I want to talk about Toy Story 4. Let's talk about Toy Story 4. Let's... Should we keep it spoiler free? What do you think? Um, I, you, what this I is realized, more your etiquette. So what I realized about this movie about Toy Story, my so I, my sister wanted to see it with us, but she didn't, and she asked, "What was it about?" And she doesn't care about spoilers, so I told her, "So it's about Bonnie, the little girl. She makes a, a new toy called Forky out of a spork, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go on a road trip, and Forky gets lost, and Woody has to find him. So that." If for anyone that hasn't seen the movie, that is a perfectly serviceable plot synopsis. Yes. But for anyone who has seen the movie, you know that barely scratches the surface. <laughs> so the movie is so deep, I feel like we could have a good enough conversation without spoiling particulars. I think the trailers okay. do what trailers always do nowadays, and they spoiled a lot for us. Mm-hmm. Like, we know that Bo Peep is in it. That's something that we didn't have to know going in. That would have been a crazy surprise. Uh, yo, it that ha- would have been a crazy surprise. Uh, you want to know something that makes me sound like an idiot? Like uh, uh, in theaters, 
since maybe October or like December when the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer first came out. Every time I play in the movie theater, I've been closing my eyes, closing my ears, and like, and people are looking at me like I'm an idiot because I don't blame you. Trailers dude. spoil so much. I don't blame you, dude. You know? all kinds of trailers. Yeah, like the only things that haven't done spoil it. I think they're good with Avengers. Avengers, like they were very careful about. They that. go out of their way to like edit things so that. You're not, you know, not spoiling anything. That's true. We knew nothing of the plot of Endgame yeah. before anyone went to see Endgame. Oh, yeah. We had no idea. That was... Yeah, that in itself was amazing. Um, Star Wars, I think, has been doing a better job at it of not spoiling Yeah, we things. don't know much. They sprinkled in some Yeah, details. sound bites. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but they don't let you know the how or the right. why. Right. Or, yeah, like the, in what capacity, you know? Um, but maybe, you know... That's for the better, depending on how you feel about the more recent Star Wars movies. Facts. Um, so, but yeah, Toy Story 4. Um, I, I think the movie, this movie was the, it was probably the most unwarranted sequel that we'll have in that Toy Story 3 wrapped it up so well, but it did such an amazing job of justifying itself. You know, like. That's true. You know, true. like. Nobody this- left Toy Story 3 upset. Right. Like four, artistically, emotionally. Three. Yeah. Yeah. You Everyone was, yeah. was satisfied Everyone with Everyone left ending. that theater like, that was incredible. And people started talking about the Toy Story trilogy with like The Godfather, Lord it's of the Rings, there. The Dark Knight. It's the one of the most consistent trilogies. It's the greatest animated trilogy of all oh, time. Oh, hands down. I'll definitely go there. Yeah. But I think, um, I think, honestly, as a trilogy, Godfather and Godfather 2, classic movies. No topping them. But as a trilogy... Godfather 3 falls off. It falls Toy hard. Story 3 does not fall off. Toy Story goes up. Right. Like, they right. shoot up on the finale. In every aspect. Animation. Story. Character development. Everything. Toy Story just keeps getting Plot better and better. Plot depth. Yeah. Plot depth. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one thing about Toy Story 4 is that now you're dealing with these themes uh, in toys that, you know, most movies can't make people express these bro, themes of, bro. of abandonment, of, of, of mortality, of fatherhood. Le- levels of consciousness. Oh, my God. There's a conversation between Buzz and Woody yeah. about, at probably towards the end of the first act, that's just, it's both hilarious and it's like, I don't even know. I'm not going to go so far as to say it was philosophical, but it was very, it was very meta. Yeah. It was very meta. Yeah. It was... It's very much like the question that we're all kind of asking, but yes. it within the context of the film. It does make me question, though, like, is Buzz... Has Buzz just been a psychopath this whole time with no empathy well, Buzz, or conscience? Buzz has always been one step behind. Remember, yeah. part of the plot of the first movie was he didn't think he was a toy. Right. <laughs> he had right. a full-on existential crisis. Well, that's one issue that a lot of people have with the movie is that they feel like Buzz was very dumbed down. But I wouldn't say you, dumbed down, maybe a little watered down, because here's something we said without spoiling too much. This is Woody's movie. Yeah. This is Woody's movie. He's definitely the focus of this, this movie. This is Woody's movie. This, this movie is... makes Woody one of the most like deep characters and fleshed out characters of cinematic history. I would go that far. I would go that far. Partly because he got four he got four movies. Yeah. But that doesn't take away from the fact of how well they did developing his yeah. character. It's funny, you saw him how do I put this? You saw him doing how do I put it? I don't even know how to put it, but it's like the way he was behaving towards Bonnie and the way he was behaving towards Andy mm. were, it's like he matured in many aspects towards that kind of relationship, toward a child, but there were some aspects that he just couldn't let go and they yeah. were, it was a flaw of his. And that's, you know? yeah, exactly. They still, after all these movies, managed to make him so matured yet still flawed. Whereas oh, like yeah. you'll find in a lot of characters that get four movies attached to them, 
they end up losing character depth. So it's yes, a double-edged right. sword. Because usually a they have to go sword. back and make the same exact mistakes. Right. Or it's like, oh, so that growth from episode two meant is nothing because yeah. you made the same mistake. Or they're like brought back in a more minor role because the writers, the writers don't have anything left to do with them. Yeah, you know? the story is complete. Right. Like I think. Um, but you know great... what? I don't like that because I don't think anyone's story is ever complete. It doesn't have to be. You know, there's it things have to be. can happen. Like if you want someone to change, if you want a character to change, you could start the film by making them go through something. So profound and traumatizing that it that just that starts change. them back in a new path. Exactly. The you thing know, is, so that takes balls, though. That does take balls, and that's and sometimes that, yeah. Movie studios just want to play it safe and make the dollar. Exactly. You know, yeah. And your know, fans will say, "Oh, you ruined my character." I think a great example of this is Thor. So Thor. Yeah, we talked about this. We yeah. talked about how Thor, like you know, he after two movies, like if they were to keep making more movies and not changing a thing. Like, it would have been stale as hell. Yeah. It already was stale. Well, as I was going to say, the first two were already stale because yeah. Thor kind of just always was who he was. He was who he was. And the first one, he had some conflict and he had to grow and grow into his well, role. But his dad this... took the hammer away. Right. Son, that... you can't play with your toys until you're mature. Right. <laughs> uh, but then by Avengers, by Age of Ultron, he there was nothing left for him. So, But it takes balls to cut his hair, to break yes. his hammer, to you know send him to a planet, to kill his father, all in yeah. one movie. That's yeah. that's a big shift, you know, and it takes a really good writing to make that work. So that's why it doesn't happen as often. But Woody in this situation, um, in Toy Story Four, that's another example of them taking risks, giving him new flaws, and and really thinking about where he is in his life mm-hmm. and what challenges he can do and what they can do to make him overcome that. Hundred yeah. percent agree with yeah. you. I think that's a great analysis. It's no wonder you do what you do. Just, just another reason to check out the movie Mayhem podcast, by the way. <laughs> now, with, but with that said, there's something I do want to say too. Is like yeah. if you're thinking, if if you're listening to this and you're thinking of going to Toy Story Four, like to reconnect with your childhood or to reconnect with like the characters from your childhood, this movie's not really going for that. No, the movie's not. There's a there's a great scene between Forky and Woody when um they're walking on the highway and he's carrying them sure and they go through that whole conversation yeah where you get a really good bite of it mm-hmm. but then the movie goes back to do its own thing yeah that's, that's... this is a movie that's doing its own thing the toy story trilogy can exist on its own this really is kind of taking it in a different direction yeah it's almost like it's starting a new trilogy because you have it doesn't focus much at all in the characters we already know, like Rex, uh, um, Mr. Piggy Bank, Mr. Potato Head, but it introduces a bunch of new characters that seem like they're going to be along for the ride. I liked a lot of them. Where we go? Yeah, I, Ducky, I like a lot of the new Ducky and Bunny. I have some reservations on that you can you know listen yeah, to our episode. Yeah, they fell a little flat. They, yeah, I thought they fell Rex, a little flat. Uh, Duke Kaboom is. A treasure. Fuck yeah, Keanu Reeves, Keanu, baby. <laughs> yo, 2019, the year of Keanu Reeves. This is the year of Keanu. Holy hell. Shout out to Cyberpunk 2077. Yo. Yeah, yo. He's, he's on fire. He can do it. He, he's he like it treading all. so many different mediums too. Mm-hmm. Like the live action, the animation, the video game. Like he's everywhere. It's unstoppable. And the memes. Matrix the memes. memes are still, yeah, still in. Still relevant. Matrix memes are yep. still in. He did a, a, he did a rom-com on Netflix. You know where he played Keanu Reeves? Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, called like um, like always be my maybe or something like that. Always be my maybe. I think no, I think that's it. I think it's always be my maybe, and he plays Keanu Reeves. I haven't seen it, but I hear he's you know very funny and meta in that one as well. Kind of have to be if you're gonna play yourself, right? Yeah, and then freaking Bill and Ted are coming back. So the dude is really you don't know really oh my god you don't know I had no idea Yo, Bill and Ted three is happening. Right, um, Kid Cudi and the villain from Barry are the villains, and the movie is about 
Bill and Ted, after having about 20, 30 years to make the song that saves the universe, you find out that they've procrastinated the whole thing and they <laughs> broke up. And so this is about, it's called Bill and Ted Face the Music, where they have I to, like that. I yeah, like where they have to actually like, they're, um, they're confronted with all the time that they wasted and they're just like, oh. no, now you have to actually make this song. And um, it, it, it is, I'm super excited for it. Likewise, dude. Yeah, because after... The, did I'm, you want to say for all the end credits for Toy Story 4? Did I stay? No. You what did I miss? Oh, my God. There were, were four over... after credits. What? Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> that's going to be an after podcast discussion. Oh, yeah, because that's big oh! spoilers. That's big spoilers. And they're Fuck! very they're very good. They're very Fuck! good. They're very good. Because it makes up... They did four after credits because if you notice, there wasn't a short in the beginning. You're right. Yeah, that's why. Because they instead, they did the after credits. Son of a bitch. They're very funny. Yeah. Some hint towards like sequel status and others are like. Well, there are a lot of hints towards sequel status. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to keep making Toy Story films. They're not done. No. And at this point, after you go, after you end, after you end a three and still manage to pull off a banger, like go for it. Make five, make six. I'll say this though. While I enjoyed Toy Story 4. Hmm. I think it's either third or fourth on my tier chart. For Toy Stories? For Toy Stories. I, I, oh, yeah? I like the movie. I what? really like the movie. What's your number one? Number one's Toy Story 3. Yeah. Without question. No, number two's Toy Story 1. Okay. It's just, maybe that's the nostalgia. Could it, it could be. could be that it's just a little too close to my heart. Could, that's I'm, fine. I'm willing to accept that that's bias. That's fine, yeah. And then I, I don't know. I'd have to watch Toy Story 4 more mm. to find out if I like it more than Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2 is like the lost, like the like the forgotten son of Toy Story. It's the middle it child is, of Toy Story. I still think it's amazing. Yeah. Though. I really like Toy Story 2. I had the Toy Story 2 video game on PS1. Like, um, oh, shit. Yeah, out. I remember that. Yeah, when, you're like, when you play Buzz. And yeah, you know, like, his jetpack works. And shit, yeah, and you, jump, you yeah. have to like fight Zerg in an elevator. And there's an... That's right. There's a... a uh, a level in like the airport when you're with all the conveyor belts and stuff at the very end yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of treasure hunting in that game yeah lots of treasure yeah hunting. there's a lot to find but uh yeah that's that that movie has a special place in my heart because of that i would probably put toy story one at the bottom that's fair because i feel like they keep improving you know toy story one is a fantastic movie but i feel like they just keep getting better um i probably honestly i'll probably put it Three, four, two, one. Right now, I'd have to watch three, two four, again. Two, one. Fair. I'd have to watch two again, but it could easily be three, two, four, one, or three, four, two, one. I'd probably put it that way. Yeah, and that's like you know that says nothing bad about one, because one in Fact. itself is better than entire trilogies. You know what was something I think they missed big time though in this film. This doesn't really spoil anything, but we never got a scene where Bonnie played with the toys. Like you know how like when Andy like depth, the, yeah. the the cinematics yeah you'd see the toys swinging the, them around and yeah 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 well more more than swinging around like remember I think uh, is a Toy Story theater opens and they're just like in the desert and then oh yeah and giant oh I see what you mean yeah, yeah they would do like yeah, a super yeah, yeah, cinematic yeah. of the kid playing with the toy yes. it brings you into the kid's world you know they didn't do that in this one. they didn't do that at all but because you're this, right but this is what we were saying before this is Woody's movie right that's the thing right and so this movie really honestly. Played it riskier than I would have ever expected it yeah. to, and that's what I'm saying. You have to after after, after you three, wrap you up so to, many right. characters. After three, you have to. Um, but yeah, that uh, fantastic movie. You know what movie we watched that we didn't like at all? What was that, that a lot of people did? What? Um, we're gonna put out the episode on Sunday. A Star Is Born. A Star Is Born. Is that the Lady Gaga? It's the Lady Bradley Gaga Cooper Bradley movie? Cooper one. And um, I have not seen it. A lot of people loved it. Uh, yeah, yeah, tell. Give it a little piece. Give yeah. it a little piece. So. Um, 
I don't know, uh, like, if these are just couples that are want to, like, live vicariously through couples they see in the movies doing, like, you know, like, doing couple Songs shit. and dances. Yeah. Perfectly like, choreographed. Or, like, riding on the back of his motorcycle and, you know, they're touring <laughs> around the world and whatever. Like, that's, um, like, that's all fine. But I think, and the character is honestly, like, Bradley Cooper did an amazing job acting. A Lady Gaga did an amazing job acting. They both did an amazing job singing. But the plot, if you watch it, the pacing is way off. There's a lot of things that, you know, um, that, you know, just plot-wise, this is very shaky. Like, it's not held together well. And it's the whole thing as a whole, I find. Um, have you ever seen a movie with a rock star that um, is sort of at the peak of his career? and that, But he's, like, really big into alcohol and drugs and he, like, kind of... Uh, it yes. starts affecting him and other yes. parts of his life. Yeah, so that's what this movie is. Uh, a rock you, star movie. Yeah, have you ever seen a movie with um, with a, a girl that's kind of thrown into a su- success in the music industry or any industry, but specifically the music industry, and and throughout that she starts to like kind of lose what um, she has to fight between maintaining her authenticity and and uh, her manager, like who's very pushy. And success. And, yeah. yeah, and like you know, like oh, like watering down her music and changing her look, like. Yeah, that's that. That's this movie too. Like, I mean, this a well, star I mean, is born has been made four times. That is a musician story, though. Like, yeah, you, we, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing that we see that plot repeating itself. That is the musician's and, art, and it hasn't changed. It hasn't yeah. changed in the industry. But if you watched Rocket Man with Elton John, I did not see Rocket Man. I saw Bohemian Rhapsody. But I didn't see Rocket Man. So Rocket Man is this again the same story because that is the arc. But there's a lot of things that artistically make it just a fresh experience. First of all, it's a very it's a, it's a musical, like tried and true. Yeah, like awesome. it it breaks like you know it's it's surrealism. Um, it's very surreal in the way that uh, these musical acts are are played, and um, that's something that even Bohemian Rhapsody I don't think did a good job on. Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody made you feel like you were Bohemian in a concert, Rhapsody, but I think Brian and I had this conversation. It did miss a few beats. Yeah, no pun intended. Ah, um, and you know a lot of people. I I realize that some people actually like Bohemian Rhapsody more than. Rocket Man, and I think that's fine. I feel like as a movie and as a musical and as a character piece, um, Rocket Man is the better is the better movie. I'd so have to if, check it out. Yeah, yeah. So take because Taron Egerton nails it. He does. He plays Elton. He plays Elton. He sings all his own music. Um, does and and obviously does all his own acting. And uh, <laughs> no and CGI. No CGI. No CGI. Some, on Elton? C- some CGI, <laughs> but he does all his own stunts. Do they CGI and, his penis in the sex scene. Uh, so. I bet you they did. They probably did. I bet you they did. They probably did. But the sex scenes are also, they do not uh, shy away from them. You know? They definitely lean into the gay sex. To the so butt where, stuff. Yeah. And what's funny is that people in our theater were like, <gasps> we were like. Well, I mean, you don't walk into a theater expecting to see butt sex. But you do. I feel like you should walk into an Elton John movie expecting to Maybe see, you expect to see a makeout sesh or a passionate scene in the bed. We but don't like, see him. We but don't you see don't him. expect the butt sex. I mean, I, those people are the same people who probably saw Freddie Mercury. You're like, oh, no butt sex. That's true. So you go to see Alan John. It's like, oh, shit, the butt sex. And that's why I feel like Rocket Man is a more authentic movie. Because of the butt sex? Yeah, but it's not like you see him, like, spit <laughs> into the hole and, like, throw it in. You do, like, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's, 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 it kind of plays out like any sex scene just between okay. two guys. It plays that. out as any other sex scene. So it, it's really not that, it's not like grotesque or, I mean, not that gay sex is grotesque, but it's not as jarring as you would expect. I think people just, they were hoping. Was like, it tasteful? Yeah, honestly, it was tasteful. Like, I think people like to enjoy Elton John's music, but ignore that he's gay. It's maybe his older audience that aren't as comfortable with, like, gay things. Uh, yes. But, uh, but so this was kind of like a wake-up call for them. It was like, oh, shit, 
he's gay. You know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like they didn't know. My eyes! Like, it's very easy to separate the man from the music, and this movie, well, like, doesn't let you do any, that. Did any parents take their kids to this movie? Not in our theater, but I'm sure. I mean, it, sure. was it rated R? Yeah, it was. Okay, so they wanted to make not. it. They wanted to make it PG, PG thirteen, and Elton John like told him like, "I didn't live a PG thirteen life." Boom. Yeah, you can't make so Gangster. like. Yeah, I, I think that was really it's a cool. Gangster line because you could have made probably a lot more money if it was rated PG thirteen. Fuck yeah! Usually you do. Oh yeah. But he uh he was he's he was all about the authenticity. So, um, I really I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But anyway, is there anything you want to talk about that's uh, not movies? Because, I mean, I love talking about movies. I have a whole podcast about it. But <laughs> well, What's up? Well, we could talk about a lot of things, man. I mean, my last podcast, we touched on E3. We touched on Amsterdam. I don't know if you've done either of those things. No. Um. <laughs> um, I have not done E3. So I'm, I, like, because of school and everything and, and now with my job and everything, like, um, I, I really like video games. I love playing them. But I never get enough time to play them to become good at them. That's completely fair. You know what I mean? So I do it for fun, but like if uh, if I were to join a party with like maybe yourself, Andrew Parker, you know, uh, you know Nick and, and their whole crew, I'd get obliterated. I, I wouldn't – I'd drag them down. I wouldn't be able to keep up. And, you know, they'd be nice. They'd be like, oh, you know, Matt, you got to kill. Hey. But like I would be – I would be so like bad. That, you don't like that feeling of dead weight. It's just exactly. Not, just I, not I don't want to be dead weight. And so that's what, what slows me down a lot when it comes to games and stops me from – um, staying up on it because I just don't have the time. Well, well, I, I'll 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 level with you on this. I don't often play like competitive games, mm. like online competitive games. Like I I had a I had a phase where I played Overwatch for like a year straight. I loved Overwatch. No yeah. regrets. Yeah, no regrets. <laughs> Fantastic. But most of the games I I get into are like one player campaign games and like party games like Mario Party. Yeah. And, um, like that's what I'm making the shift towards. CTR. Oh, Which cool! Is so much fun. I had, that on, Play- I had that on PlayStation Bro, One. Bro, how amazing was that? Yo, oh my god! CTR or Mario Kart? Well, Mario Kart's come a long way, but I definitely played CTR first. And you know, I I love the characters. I mean, it's the same game, real as far as like mechanics it's go. It's very much the same. It's game. very much the same game. It looks beautiful though. Yeah. Oh, does the new one look? The great? new one looks beautiful. Oh yeah. my god, amazing! I, that's the game I would jump back into in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, in a heartbeat. But uh, yeah, I um. I'm doing starting to do the same thing. So like the last couple games I played, you know, like Mortal Kombat or like um, Spider Man or you know like um, in games like that. And I just got I just got the, the you know God of War, the PS4 God of War. And I'm nice. gonna jump into that because these are games that I can kind of play at my own pace. If I if I'm trash, like I'm not letting anyone else down. Exactly, only yourself. Yeah. And Kratos. And Kratos. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and and boy, you know. So <laughs> so you know uh, it, that's that's sort of where I, where I stand on games as far as Amsterdam. Um, also, it seems like a great time, you know, uh, would love to go, but I'm, you know, kind of straight edge, so I wouldn't really take but the most out of it. But that's the thing, man, is like, I was there, and yeah. let's just say, primarily, a non, uh, a primarily, the things we did did not revolve around that. Oh, really? Yeah, there's so, like, biking through, if you're, do you like biking? I can bike. Because you can bike can ride anywhere. Bike. <laughs> you can bike any, it's the best way to get around. We biked for one day, and we got... We got to parts of the city we would have never gotten to. We went outside the city on this like three-hour bike trail. Really? Went around, got to see the whole city, uh, went outside a little bit, went to the ports, brought us back around. That was incredible. Um, see, that seems really nice because I last place I went to was uh, Bangkok. 
Oh, and nice. that's the kind of city where you definitely could not just take a bike and, yeah, and, and it's go a different nuts. kind of place. It's a man. very different kind of place. It's a different kind of place. I, I really want to be to go to Europe at some point. I've, I've never been, and uh, just for it to be it's able fantastic. to do this, kind of, yeah, I, I, that's interesting though. Because usually when I hear about Amsterdam, I hear you know, well, about, it's a big party, and and don't get me wrong, me and my girlfriend scene, when yeah. we went, we partied, we yeah. definitely partied. But the things that like we because the we were excited for the things we planned, mm. um, that would like going going to the Van Gogh Museum. Uh, going, sure. going to the, uh, the Puss in Boot, which was a cat, a cat boat docked on the, on the river wow. in the middle of the city. And it just, it's, they're just a bunch of friendly cats and all the money goes towards feeding them and they all live on the boat and they oh, live happily. Man. So if you like animals, that, that's I really love cool. animals. I the am Anne allergic Frank Museum was ridiculous. <laughs> the Frank Museum? Anne Frank Museum. Oh, Anne Frank Was Museum. amazing. What kind of stuff was there? Well, it's the hideout. Really? That's where it was. It was in the Netherlands. It was in oh, Amsterdam. Shit. And dude, I swear to God, I don't know if the trope came from here or they yeah. followed the trope, but the hideout was behind a bookcase. A bookcase. Wow. It was in it was in the city of Amsterdam in a place of work. I think it was a warehouse. So, and the hideout was behind the bookcase, and behind the bookcase was his whole living whole, quarters. So you think do you, so that's and that's like authentic how that was? They didn't do that for the, I don't know the, how the they did it, man. I don't know how they did because here's the thing: you had to crawl to get in, not crawl, but you had to really like duck your head to duck. get in to the point where like if it was intentional, they might have given you a little more headroom. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure that 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 the trope came from that. See, it, it must have, right? It must have, because then then you're just making it too obvious. Yeah. And yo, the biggest thing, like there, there's so much I could say, but like the real thing is like yo, they almost made it. They needed to last another six months, and the war would have uh, ended. Damn. That's you know, hard. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, that's the first thing we did, and it really, it really humbles you when you're in that place. It's like, hey, this isn't just a playground. Yeah. Like, there's history the here. People, yeah. Like between Van Gogh to Anne Frank, like it's just, it's, and the people were so cool too, man. The people were cool. The food was out of this world, which you'll hear that really? about Amsterdam Europe. Amsterdam food. Amsterdam food. I don't know anything about Amsterdam. Bro, food. here's the thing. They spe- their specialty is brunch. Oh my god, Bro, dude. You go get some Dutch pancakes stuffed with bacon, egg, and cheese. That sounds amazing. Come back and tell me it wasn't worth that it. That sounds amazing. Oh, dude, they'll stuff with whatever you want. Bananas, <laughs> strawberries, <laughs> syrup, and sugar. It doesn't matter. This is what they do. That sounds awesome. Oh, dude, it was but so cool. In general, though, don't get me started on brunch. I hate brunch. You hate brunch? I hate brunch. I well, get why? Sh- There's nothing wrong with brunch. I get sh- so do you hate breakfast anyway. and lunch? I love breakfast. I love lunch. So how could you hate brunch? Because you get to choose whichever one you want. Brunch is just an is just overpriced slices of of avocado on bread and and like bottomless. I don't sangria. know where you got lunch. And, yo, I feel like at brunch is the. I feel like for me, when I in the brunch that I've experienced, it's <laughs> nothing but pretentiousness, sangria, and fucking avocado on bread and charging <laughs> and charging thirty dollars for each of those things. Who hurt, who hurt you at brunch, Matt? It's, I, <laughs> who I, hurt you at brunch? I mean, you know what? That's the thing. Like that's all. That's always people. You know, always, <laughs> I, I I alienate so many people. That's why I say it on your podcast and not mine. Fair. But I alienate so many people. <laughs> with your but with my disdain rhetoric. for brunch, you want to go out for breakfast? Let's go. Eggs on me. Pancakes so on me. Let me ask you something. Yeah. If you and I, if I hit you up at like eleven p.m. eleven p.m. but eleven a.m. I was like, right. yo, man, let's go grab some food, and we went to a diner. Sure. And you got pancakes. Yeah. But I got a chicken club. Am I? Are, are we assholes? Because now it's, it's technically a brunch table now. Not at all. So it's got nothing to do with the timing. If you if you want to have a late breakfast or an early lunch or have both of those at the same time, that's fine. Okay. So but let me let me rephrase a, this. Yeah. Let me rephrase it. When I say that the that. The Netherlands' specialty is brunch. Yeah. What I'm saying is dinner is a crapshoot. 
Breakfast and lunch, this is what they do. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That dinner, sounds awesome. It was awesome. Because dinner, honestly, it was funny because dinner, you just got to play like planet Earth. Because like, <laughs> you can go get Greek, you can go get Korean, you can go get Italian, you can go get Spanish. Like, I you, love it. It's just a, just a... They have some Dutch dishes, but none of them really appeal to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't I've think the so Dutch much are known for their cuisine. Definitely not the dinner cuisine. Yeah, not the dinner cuisine. Not sure. knocking on it, but... I can vouch for the Dutch pancakes. I can vouch mm. for their cheese. Are you a cheese guy? I yeah, I just realized Next that level. I like cheese. Next I, level. Because, again, it's sort of like the, the brunch deal where it's like, like I feel like I'll go, I'll hang out with a bunch of friends and it's just a bunch of girls. There's like a bunch of different cheeses and wine. <laughs> and they're like and they're just talking about they're just complaining about their day or talking about like a, a movie that they saw or like a, they're talking about like a, a Real Housewives that they watched. OK. And that like kind of turned me off to the whole like wine and cheese the or like cheese. cheese deal but then i tried some brie and i realized like oh, yo brie, i cheese, love brie and then oh i tried a bunch God. of other cheeses like yo i'm i fuck with cheese heavy cheese is the you shit know? And cheese is the shit my dude that's what i'm saying i bought a whole fucking block of cheese to bring home and i ate it the night before the flight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i was like i made this cheese man i, I uh. remember one time when i was uh like um kind of courting my girl like really we were getting to know each other there you go um we like I just kind of went over to her place for um I don't know I think I was just picking something up for school and she was like oh do you want to eat something and we had a whole like log of goat cheese mixed with like blueberry and crackers Stop and we it. ate the whole thing and I didn't realize at the time how much how, like you know how good it was I thought I was just we were just chilling we were just you know the 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 fire was uh was crackling you know but now that I look back I was like yo the, actually that cheese that goat cheese was bomb. <laughs> like cheese is fine like you were great it was great to talk to you but that, that goat cheese oh man if you had brought like cheddar i don't know if we would have worked out you still with this girl i am uh if I you am. get married you have to serve cheese goat cheese at your wedding that's not a bad you idea to. it's be a goat cheese wedding. that's not a bad idea that's at all <laughs> that's a great idea Dude, goats are funny I, part of me wants to own a goat <laughs> one day so i would i would want to own a goat but it, so my parents are they came up from trinidad oh, and wow, cool. um and and curry goat is like one of the greatest Wait, you like meals. goat cooked in curry oh, those sound the, pretty good one of the greatest meals you'll ever eat and then like to see a baby goat and you know it's going to be hard not to you know kill it or use it for its milk and cheese and then kill it and, and eat it well let me ask you something like if the goat died like cause I've, I've really been considering this because i do eventually want to have a like a good enough property where i can have like a couple chickens like and a maybe a goat going? yeah yeah just a little a little just a little something no, okay. nothing too crazy nothing. it's a lot of maintenance it's definitely a lot of maintenance that's why i'm not trying to have like 50 chickens i'm trying to have like four sure you know i think the steady egg supply alone makes that worth it definitely you know definitely i eat well, that's maybe why three people, four eggs a day that's why they say it's like a drug it's like you start with four chickens but then you realize you're getting all these eggs and you end up with 30 chickens yeah and you end up selling it to the town down the street but you know what that hopefully that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, but going back to the goats, it's like mm. if I so goats and chickens. If I had goats and chickens, like when they died, like would you eat it? I I think I would. Yeah. You know I, why? Because what am I gonna do? I'm gonna bury it in the ground and let the bugs eat it. Yeah. It's no, I'm dead. gonna eat it, take a shit, and then the bugs can eat it off my shit. <laughs> They're bugs. I'm human. I raised this goddamn goat and had a good life. Now it will become a part of me and my family. I think might, that's might fair. sound creepy, but I It'll, really don't think it is. No, I think. I actually uh, think it's kind of spiritual. The, the only thing is, is that like skinning things or like pulling feathers from a chicken. Yeah, that's tough. That's a grotesque thing to do. That's definitely a grotesque thing yeah. to do. Although I feel like by the end of my residency, like I'll have seen so many like disgusting You'll things. You'll have seen some shit. You'll yeah, like, I'm definitely going to see some skin shit. This chicken. So like it might not be that bad at that point. Uh, yeah. You know what? No, then maybe someone should invent the chicken skinner. That's a thing? I don't know. Someone should invent it. Just like, a household like just, item. Like you throw the, the <laughs> dead chicken in and then it comes out like just... 
like 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 a butterball like this is ready to go man it just goes out I, I mean i would love that seasoned and everything but, you know that's sort of a that's sort of the thing where it's like people have such a problem with us um with like people like just buying like processed food and like the death can't the well, death there's a lot of it's, there's a lot of inhumane treatment towards whole the lot. animals you eat at a like a whole lot when you're buying fucking chicken from walmart you're eating a slave chicken bro i used to know? call it the the growth hormone special because like the breasts are bigger than like ghs yeah. Than, yeah and it's like some big titties some big titties and it's like chickens can't walk with these things on you know no, that they're yeah, you're that right, they were you're stuck right. and like they had no they, they couldn't get up yeah and like they lived a fun. terrible life and then they died but that's why but that's the thing it's like it's not that like meat consumption is the problem it's like meat integrity is the problem yeah it's like if you go to like a whole foods or you go to a trader joe's or even your local stop and shop you buy organic shit or like free-range chickens then we'll have more free-range chickens. It's like, I've always tried to tell people you vote with your dollar. Like, fuck That's your, true. Fuck your vote. That's fuck, very true. Fuck your presidential vote. Fuck all those votes. Yeah, it you doesn't vote, matter. You vote with your dollar. You yeah. want more free-range chickens? Buy free-range free eggs. Chickens. Buy free-range chickens. It's literally that simple. It's very easy to be disheartened, though. Because, it is. you know, you Definitely. still, you would see, like, a thousand, like, you know, GHS, like, and then, yeah. like, one or two rows of, uh, of the of regular the organic chicken. stuff. But yeah. the thing is, they're selling it. If they're yes. selling it, it means people are buying it, and it's got a so shot. It's got a going. shot to take so up the aisle. Still have a shot. Yep. Yeah. Same with like cage free, cage free eggs and stuff like that. I feel like cage free eggs are bigger now. Like yeah. I feel like I see more they're cage free eggs than up. I don't yeah. because the price differential isn't as big than it is for like free range chicken versus. Well, that's because they're blowing up the chickens for their meat. They're not yeah. blowing them up for their eggs. For their eggs, exactly. Yeah. Um, it is hard though because economically, like as a as a resident now, as a student before, it's just not feasible. Yeah, my goal is to, I think, at some point, become wealthy enough where I can make these decisions with my dollar. It's not like I don't want an Aston Martin. Like I don't want a big watch. I want to be able to use money to, to like buy things that I believe in. You know? Yeah, one hundred percent. My materialism stops right there. Yeah, yeah. That's that's enough. Believe me. uh, Let me show you right now. My material. When I graduated from dental school. This was the big purchase oh, I got. Oh, baby. The Spider-Man Chicago ones. Okay, okay. Even, for those of you listening, he's flashing these Nikes. Flashing these, these Spider-Man these, Nikes. These Spider-Man the Chicago. Fuck? So they're based off of the Chicago ones, which is like maybe one of the rarest, uh, most most like prolific, expensive sneakers in in existence. And they're and because they're the... Um, they're the the shoes that Michael Jordan wore in, in mm. Chicago, and the Jordan ones, one of the first sneakers he ever wore. And they redesigned it when Into the Spider Verse came out. Into the Spider Verse is one of one of the, like it's up there I with Spider. Like such a shithead. I was, I've been. I'm like on the. I'm on Have the you been edge dragging of, your feet on watching Into the Spider Verse? I'm on the edge. I'm Dude, on the edge. What I, I tell you, I, t- I have a hard time choosing between Tobey Maguire's Spider Man Two and Into the Spider Verse for the best Spider Man movie. You know what? I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad not you. You know what? You. you know what? I could trust you because Spider Man Two is my number one too. Spider Man Two is it's. It was always level. my number one. No matter what, Spider-Man 2 is always my number one. I have to reserve judgment, though. I haven't seen any of the Tom Holland films. I've told You myself, haven't seen Homecoming? No. Okay. Here's, I'll tell you where I'm at. Uh, my next game in my queue is Spider-Man for the PS4. That so is, told, honestly, that's up there for best Spider-Man movie, goddammit. Hell yes. <laughs> so I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to, because the way I do things, man, I am two feet in the water. Mm. I can't be, I can't do it any other way. So I was like. You can't half-ass it. Once I'm done, like. For example, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts for the third fucking time. Wow. Yeah. So when that's over, I'm going into Spider-Man. I told myself I'm going to watch Homecoming, Into the Spider-Verse, and go see Far From Home in theaters. Like that's not a bad. That's not a bad way to do it. Live in the Spider-Man world for like a month and really, really experience it. I got you. And all the while playing PS uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man on the PS4. Exactly. That's a good way to go. Like I want. I want to be in that world. The only thing I would say is this: realize, like, you got to really be able to compartmentalize that these are three different universes you're playing in, right? Yes. yes, The Spider-Man, like the PS4 universe, is its own 
universe. Yep. It's um and then the 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 into the spider verse that potentially is more than just what it is. Well, but I, as heard of there's, now, there's, it's one, I heard there's the noir Spider-Man. Noir Spider-Man Nicholas noir Cage. is in it. He's great. Is he I heard rumors he might get his own series. Oh, I, I would. I'd be that. all about that. I'd be all about that. Um, Spider-Ham is great. He John Mulaney plays him. Spider-Ham. Yeah. Are you familiar with Spider-Ham? No. So Spider-Ham is. Uh, so you know, Spider-Man is usually like it's Peter Parker mm-hmm. who's a, per- a boy bitten by a spider. So right, and then there's Miles Morales. And then Miles Morales, another boy bitten by another spider. Yep. Um, but Peter Porker is a spider that was bitten by a radioactive pig, and then, <laughs> and then uh, he becomes a, a pig. And he, what his story is that he kind of uh, he convinces Aunt May, who is also who's like has dementia and stuff, okay. that she's always had a, a nephew. And, like, moves in with her and kind of, like, lives her life. And the whole thing is that he's, like, a hammy, like, Looney Tunes-style uh, <laughs> uh, cartoon. Hammy is, is pun, in, pun unintended. Um, and he and he's kind of like a, like, a, like a Saturday morning cartoon um, brought to life. And that's sort of the direction they go with him in the movie, too. He's great comedic relief. John awesome. Mulaney has great comedic timing with him. But anyway, but to get back to the original um, conversation was that, you know, the, as far as materialism goes, there's three things that I want to own. One were the original Chicago ones, but even those are more expensive than I would want to pay. So I, I settled, since I loved Into the Spider-Verse, I got the Spider-Man ones. Because it's the same design, there's just little different things about them. Like, you right. notice the little dots on them are Kirby dots, which uh, in old comic books, they used to animate with Kirby dots. And they used to like kind of Wait. dot in colors to uh, save on ink. Did you, Do you it, think that's how Kirby got his name? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> no, it might be. It well, might be because well, you know, he really is just a dot, right? Yeah. He, it might be, but I have, I have no idea. Okay. But because I know that the Kirby that's named after Jack Kirby, the animator. Yes. Um. But and they sort of bring that style into the into the Spider Verse into the movie, and then they bring that style onto the sneakers as well. Um. And there's a few other things about it that are unique to into the Spider Verse and, and Spider Man. But I got those. The second thing is I want a reasonably accurate replica of Cap Shield. Um, and I want uh, Michael Jackson Thriller jacket, the the red jacket from Thriller. You should wear all three of those things at once. At once, when your time has come yeah. <laughs> and, you've complete, and you've completed your journey. Yep, that's 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 a hero. You're gonna feel you're gonna feel like a badass that day like the, when the you're badass. wearing all three of those. Oh, oh Jesus! It's gonna, uh, yeah, that's gonna be. The, I'm not gonna know what else to do with my life at that point. That's gonna be the, what's gonna start my midlife crisis. Fair yeah, enough. Because I'm going to get these three things. And be uh, like, well, that's when you start riding a motorcycle. Yeah, that's when I get a Mustang. Babe, I'm living on the edge. Yeah, I'll, I'll be back spent, in a few weeks. I spent too much of my life on my ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a motorcycle to take my ass on the go. All this work, all this dentistry, what do I have to show for? <laughs> and uh, But but yeah, so that, as far as I, I, I want to make enough money so that I can buy things I believe in, not buy things that are just expensive not not expensive brands or like things of status but things that i think are good causes and things that i think are um what's well, like we were saying before to bring it back you vote with your dollar you vote with your dollar exactly you spend your wherever you're spending your money that's who you're giving power because i think every politician's corrupt every politician's bought lobbyists are, are and corporations are run the country so 100%. you need to influence them right yes show tell tell so, them what you Oh, you're so... I like you, man. You're cool, dude. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. No, it's just like... Like, oh, it's the fucking... So, I like... My, but that's hard to do because, it, you know, it is, yeah. the, 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 it's designed so that people of middle class and lower, you have to buy 
what they tell you to buy because they control the market. They control the prices. So it's only people that with enough financial, like economic freedom that can really affect change. I know people like to say that anybody can do it, but you know, I, I know by myself, if I'm, I have rent to pay, I have half a million dollars in student loans. I have, you know, so like my tuition is, is still bugging. I got car payments, insurance payments, like things are ridiculous. I know I, if I try to make these decisions now, if I try to buy free range now, try to buy cage free now, I'm not going to make it to the level where I can do make decisions outside of what kind of chicken I buy. You know, that's completely fair. So they, they I do, I know, do think hard. though, I do think though, to counter you a little bit, I yeah. think, um, a consumer's dollar is more powerful today than it's ever been. Not the dollar itself. Yeah. What do you, Cause do they've you been, they've been inflating that beyond but what I'm saying is the options you have. Mm. Like organic wasn't a thing 30 years ago. That's true. It, organic was not a thing 30 years ago. Um, like indie markets, indie video games, not a thing. That's twenty true. years ago. Yeah. Now it is. Um, music too. Mu- mu- like music's another good example. Of, like like nowadays, you don't have to be signed to a label in order to be successful. Exactly, it's, much, it's a much harder path. Exactly. But you have social media, you have SoundCloud, you have things like that. Exactly, and that social media that's used like in the best way. Mm-hmm. I think it's to like promote something that you believe in. Yeah, and so. you got your smartphone now, so you could research up the wazoo yeah. to see who's fucking society in the ass and who isn't. Yeah. If you got a good feeling that a company X isn't trying to fuck society in the ass, give them your fucking dollar. Oh, yeah. That's what I would say. At the same time, you know, Nike makes some dope shit, and yet they, you know, they there's the amount of child labor that yeah, they Yeah, slave labor. Is, yeah, it's slave labor, yeah. essentially. That's all, that's a lot. That's it's a like lot a, in Asia right it's now. It's hard. And so, you know, and but... A lot of their shit's good quality, so it's hard. I I, I personally stopped. I, I I try not to wear as uh, like name brands. I try not to like buy like I, I mean you know people like my girlfriend hates it, but I try not to buy out too much. I try not to mm-hmm. do anything that I where I don't know where it's coming from. But it's it's hard because even things that because they've caught on. A lot of companies have caught on. So like people like companies know like oh people want organic shit. So. They don't think, well, let's make our shit organic because that's expensive. They think, well, let's find the the best way to label our shit organic. So now you have to be careful because saying something's organic is not the same as saying it's USDA approved organic, which is not the same as saying it's 100% organic, you know? And and, I use food as as the easiest like kind of example, but this is for anything. Yeah, Anything where you right. think you're making a socially conscious choice and really like they're they're fooling you anyway. Well, this is what I'm saying. It's like you're 100% right. And it's like it's funny. It's like as like now that we have a smartphone and you can you can look into that to a certain that's, degree. That's true. It's got to terrify you because it's like, you know, companies have been doing this from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. From the fucking beginning before co- and before companies, governments. So now they both do it. Well, how do you think they got this powerful? Exactly. You know? This is but how they you know do what it, it is, man. It's like, fuck. It's like. Do you ever wonder sometimes, it's like, did, I guess we did, right? But I'm thinking in my own head, but did we have to go through all this shit to get to where we are? Um, you know, hmm. it's tough because, uh, I think a lot of people say that, uh, that we've like regressed. All all this technology came from war. That's what all of this came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. You know, it's true. It makes you wonder. Innovation like, comes from, yeah, it comes from conflict. Well, because it becomes, it becomes like a life or death things, right? Like right. the government hires like the best engineers and inventors. Is like, hey, if you don't invent it before those guys, we're going kaboom we're boom. Going. And then somebody's so like, oh, I can monetize. Just take a bunch this. of Adderall and just fucking, <laughs> how do I do it? How do I do it? How do I do it? Right. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You're, yeah. you're exactly right. Like car technology, phone technology, computer technology. 
even video games it's a lot of it is military yeah. tech that's nasa's been, been using vr for yeah. a while yeah for a while and it's just somebody who gets the right in and is like i can monetize this and then that's how we get our technology. Well, this is why fucking uh, Tesla Elon and Elon Musk, everything's yeah. getting subsidized. Yeah. Because the government's like, well, he's doing it better than us. And we need somebody on our side right. that's going to do it. Right. So they subsidize all his projects so he doesn't lose a penny. Yeah, but, you know. Which historically hasn't gone well. Because if there's no incentive to succeed, normally you don't. That's what I'm saying. So. So now he's doing all, now he's trying to send us to Mars when he's not. Well, he could do whatever he wants. It's not going to yeah. cost him a dollar. Yeah. You know. But it's not good for the action. Because the thing, if it doesn't cost him a dollar. Like you said, what are the states? There's no more incentive Tesla to succeed. Tesla can go bankrupt. Where this everyone is why that government Tesla fucks screwed. everything. Yeah, it's hard. It fucks everything. Everything they put their dick into. It's hard, but have you seen a society without government? It's hard. No, you need government. That's the thing. Uh, make no mistake, I'm not naive. You need yeah. government. But there's always a line that they're crossing. You want, you want a smaller government. You want government that's you want not a smaller watching government, you. you. But then, a you know, there's a lot. It, it's It's... It, there's the, this is like one of the this is the struggle of society right this is like the main struggle of civilization is that you don't trust people to govern themselves because people disagree so you set people in charge that'll make the decisions that is best for where the people are at now but then those are the people that we set in charge are just men and women and so they're easily influenced as well and so this is the problem but this is the problem of society so you have to trust you have to put in people that you trust but you know with when That's there's why so I'm... many people and there's and the, like when there's so many people like our country is enormous so mm-hmm. that means that it takes more people to run it well this is why i'm all about like the federal i really and i i firmly believe this i don't think the federal government's irrelevant not at all mm-hmm. but it needs to be smaller and less influential because and leave more what, to the states what right does it like a senator or governor from idaho have to influence how minnesota governs themselves mm. like what right do all these other states which like if anyone's traveled around the country, like Georgia's a very different place than Oregon. Yeah. You know, California's yeah. a very different place than North Dakota. So right. it's like, what do people from there, what right do they have to tell them how to live? Well, then the, the converse is that. Then what do you have something like, like gun laws? Like well, that state this is why I actually think states, your state government is probably your most important government. Because I think the federal government's designed so that nothing happens. So that the, nothing can really change. Obviously, there's ways around it. Like, you know, someone can sign an executive order. But let's say, like, Trump signs an executive order. Whoever's in next has They're the power be- to just throw it away. And that's what happened with Obama. Exactly. Everything that, Obama did, Trump threw it away. And, and then, whoever's in next can do the same thing with Trump. And that's yeah. that's literally how the federal government is designed. So nothing fucking changes. Because that's, yeah, exactly. So because the things that are set in stone are things that you, you it is so hard to repeal because you have to pretty much replace the entire Senate, the entire House of Representatives yep. to get any kind of real change going. Exactly. Um, so yeah. I, I think I think people should focus on their states much more because those, yeah. those are the people who have direct power over yeah, you. But to put on a tinfoil hat, I feel Go like for the reason... Loyal to the foil? That's the reason we don't hear about state government elections. That's You're the 100% reason, right. Like every single news outlet will show the that's Democrat debate for president, but you don't know who your representatives are. Hollywood. are. They're Hollywood. They're Hollywood, They're Hollywood, man, and people get so wrapped up in it. I'm like, I mean, it's at a point where we have a reality show star as the president. So exactly, I mean, well, he was so, so it compatible. It is literally Hollywood. He was so compatible he worked, with he the fell simulation. right into the model. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like he ran a great campaign. They, they he, knew what they were doing because he they very yeah, obviously knew what they, they were recognized doing. what the system they were in, and they got him right up there. And they cornered the electoral uh, college. Yeah, they cornered it. But that's the thing. Like that's that's the like these aren't like people that are like 
now they're saying that the electoral like oh like he didn't win the popular vote and stuff it's like yo everyone that knew doesn't the, matter the rules were in state everyone knew the rules when they when they voted and this goes back to like what you i was know? saying to you it's like you can't do it by the popular vote because in california and new york are going to run the country right what right do california new, ha- new york have to govern tennessee tennessee yeah so that's why you have the electoral college so everyone it's true and that's the thing the electoral college isn't completely unfair but then you california like, gets all the elect gets more electoral votes for their dense population it's true but then you have things like gerrymandering gerrymandering's a load of bullshit right this is what i mean it's like the systems we have in place they're not what's wrong it's like they've been deviated or mutated like there's crony capitalism right there's gerrymandering it's like where these are stemming from is not the problem the problem are these little these little one a's or one b's that we're adding on to these systems. exactly you can see the necessity for every system that we have absolutely and then you can also see where they're taking a ride yeah yeah and it's you know what this is a good time this is a good time to jump into chip gang oh okay while while we're staying loyal to the coil Let's sure jump thing. into Chip Gang. I, so, I know a lot of people that you've brought on are Chip Gang. Yeah, it's surprising me how many people like are the Chip Gang. The overwhelming majority, I think, are Chip Gang. There's right? more There's more Chip Gang than not Chip Gang. The only difference is, I'd say they're split. The, the ones who say they are Chip Gang, mm. they're split down the middle. One half says they would do the chip if it's purely medicinal. Mm. The other half said they would just do the chip full on it. Full on, they'll take whatever, they'll whatever take, Google they'll just wants take from it. them. They want to be the superhuman. Gotcha. Quote, unquote. Right. Um, I, I think this uh, this debate has been had before. I think um, this is the same issue that people had when smartphones came out. You know, some yes. people were like, I don't want this. I don't want this. Anyone can track me. Like, my phone works fine. Why do I need, um, why, you know, why do I need a, a keyboard on it? Like, this is this mm-hmm. is senseless and it's superfluous. And others were like, this shit is, is the way. Is this is the future. Yeah. I'm on this. Right. And you can drag your feet as much as you want. But I feel like eventually we won't have a choice but to be chip gang. I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's a choice. I think because now you can't like, you know how much of a limited life you have to live without well, that's the a, thing, self, without the mar- a smartphone? The market will squeeze you out. That's what I'm saying. You lose, you lose You'll all your market to. advantage. It's it, it's not a choice. It's not really a choice. But it's not a matter of when. Is if you jump thing. in at the ground level or you wait till the chip is so dominant in the market that you don't have a, you don't have a choice. You, your brain is no longer uh, a market option. So are you chip gang? I'm not. You're not. <laughs> 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 here's the thing. I'm watching this whole thing, right? And this is something, obviously, I've thought about for a long time and think about a lot. Mostly because yeah. I'm fascinated. Because I actually think this is like, this is humanity's story. Well, let's, oh, why don't you tell people what, what Chip Gang, I know you say it every episode. Sure, yeah. Just, just, yeah just, I, I, I cut you off. It. I didn't let you actually That's explain okay. it. Yeah, yeah. It's putting, it's a, it's a modification. It's putting, it's basically taking the smartphone and putting it in your brain. Yeah. So that you could think your Google search. So like in two seconds, the Wikipedia article you needed, downloaded into All your brain. All information is like, at your disposal. Absolutely. Take it even further. One day you can snap and you're in your own VR simulation playing Halo. Yeah. Like, you know, next level shit. It's Black Mirror shit. Exactly. Black Mirror-esque, like next level and then the downside is if internet is connected to your brain that means google knows what you're doing google knows you're, what, you're, google knows what you're a, thinking like verizon worse, knows what you're doing the government that, knows what you're doing that's, like, that's not even like the problem right knows like, what you're it, thinking knows what you're thinking not only, and that's thinking goes even further it's like mm. what if they are what you're thinking yeah oh they, found out they collected the data oh. they know how to manipulate you yeah and they could just leave a trail of bread crumbs, crumbs that leads you to the google until phone, you're living a simulation to, exactly your life the matrix is, bro yeah going take, back to keanu you lose free will Exactly. It's amazing. That's the thing. That's why I think I was on the fence when this started. I think I'm just not chip gang at all. I'm not. I just think because I, I going back to what I, what I was gonna get to before. It's like when I zoom out, I actually think this is humanity's story. Because mm. how did we beat the bears? How did we beat the lions? Mm. Technology. It's not maybe not yeah. computers, but we sharpened that stick and right. turned it into a spear. Right. You know, we, we built that's what that you're hunt. saying. Technology comes from conflict. 
Exactly. Yeah. And it just, it never stopped. Yeah. And uh, maybe it never will stop, but it just keeps going. And it just, it, it's like it started as something that we used to keep in a chest, right? You kept your technology in a chest. That was the spear, the axe, the, the building materials, sure. just keep it in a chest. And then the next thing you knew, it, it, it was in your home. Right, so the the tables, the chairs, the technology kept building, right. and then it was it was at your place of business. Now society started industrializing. Mm. Now now it's your place of business. Now that, then it's in the streets. Now it's cars. Yeah. Now and then and then it's then it's in your your office. It's a computer. It's in your pocket. Then it's in your pocket. You know, yeah. it's just like it it started from a fucking tree branch, right. and it's morphing itself into something that can fully integrate with. It's just. It's so wild that I trip myself out all the time thinking about it. And it makes I wonder. you think that we're, we're reaching a critical mass. And then what if like, what if, what if it's going to keep going and keep going until we self-destruct, right? Because that's eventually what's going to happen. You can't build a society based off of war and not expect us to fall apart. I, I mean, and we see the signs. We see what's going on with the environment. We see what's going on with, uh, with, with other countries and stuff. We're going to kill ourselves. And then it just starts over. Maybe it won't. Maybe See, that's here's it. The thing. Or maybe here's... it'll start over and then back to this prehistoric and get keep You're... going. I'm with you that we are total danger to blow ourselves up. What if that's already happened numerous times? It may you know? I, that, I'm all about that because yeah. I think it may have not necessarily like nuclear uh, destruction. Oh, oh, whatever. But just it could be it could be there was a time. Age. It could be a nuclear destruction. The, hum- holocaust. the human race at one point, archaeologists believe the human race was down to a core group of one thousand survivors that's at one point. And because some shit went down. So, exactly. You know, something and happened. Something oh that's why all the religious texts talk about the apocalypse, because it's just a natural part of civilization. That's what I'm saying. Is every every, every you know, story comes to an end. Exactly. Every movie has a has an ending and then it has well, a Well at least sequel. every era, every every eon, every because mm. you know, that era of humanity was over and those thousand rebuilt it back up. Right. And it'll tear itself back down. But I don't know how this trend was in other civilizations when these build up and tear downs happen. But if you, I'm a big fan of this guy, Steven Pinker. So mm. a lot of what I'm saying is going to be paraphrasing his research sure. and his writings. Okay. But if you look at the data across the board, since the world has been westernizing, crime has plummeted. Human rights civilizations have plummeted. Um, human the, rights civilizations? Not human rights civilizations. Human rights violations. Violations. Okay. Okay. Have, have plummeted. <laughs> and this is per capita, right? Because just just to be clear, this is per capita because there's actually more slaves, probably more slaves in China now than there were on the entire planet 200 years more, ago. There's more people now than there were 200 years ago. Exactly. So okay. these stats all deal with the per capita, meaning right. like per person. It, so, it accounts for inflation as far as people go. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, all... Let's just say all the negative behaviors are declining. And like we we have we still have we still have a world of problems, you know? Yeah. Like take gun violence for for example. Gun violence is a big problem. But the amount of gun homicides today are actually astronomically lower, lower than 20 30 years ago. See, that's you know? crazy cuz one like there are a lot of narratives that wouldn't have you think that. Of course not, because the narratives are yeah. really loud. Yeah. They're really loud, and now they're everywhere. The narrative isn't just the news when you get home. Yeah. The narrative is the radio it's, and the car. It's Facebook. It's, it's Facebook. It's, yeah. Instagram. it's Instagram. You are the narrative. Yeah. You're inside of it. You used to be able to separate yourself. Now you can't. Yeah. And now, and the way we are, because like we're, we're so survival-based, right? Mm-hmm. Self-preservation is the biggest thing. So we're drawn to negative things more than we are positive things oh, yeah. out of survival. Oh, yeah. So when you see some crazy fucked up shit going on in the world, you're glued to it because like your brain is telling you, hey, you should know this just in case it's about our survival. Right. You know? Yeah. 
Whereas if like, you know, like, oh, today, like, firefighters rescued, like, all these bunnies from... Yeah, nobody wants to hear that shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, good for them. <laughs> Who's rescuing me? You know, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. For sure. I mean, uh, it is it is wild to think. Um, like, now, there, like, I can, you know, just relating it to my job, like, um, there's the amount of health disparities as far as, like, dental, like, and oral mm-hmm. health is ridiculous in the world. But even today, like, I'm... I'm like even today I was just talking to my one of my attendings and the amount of like cavities and children have reduced have been reduced like maybe 75% just off of like two materials that we that people have dis- that you know that that dentists have discovered or or invented that are able to arrest cavities and before they get to the pulp of the tooth that are able to wow. replace the pulp of a tooth like after it happens and like and then this is like before even stem cells get involved, but like dentistry and I'm it's all about fucking stem cells. But go on. I used to so before um, dental school, I used to. Um, uh, I'm a dentist. If you, if you yeah. didn't know, before dental school, um, I worked for this company called StemSave, and what they do is they, um, when you have like wisdom teeth extracted or baby teeth extracted, those teeth tend to have a lot of uh, pluripotent like stem cells, and they're not like brand. They're not like uh, completely. Um, pluripotent but meaning that they can't become any kind of tooth but you can take those cells and they can become a lot of different parts of your body they can become bone they can become pancreatic cells because the the coding is all in it yes the data is all in the fucking in the stem cell right and so now like stem cell technology was actually progressing at an astronomical rate until the depression until bush Bush. well yeah the the recession and then bush cut the funding exactly and so um and so now they're they're it's i kind of had to start over and we're starting to get to a point where I say we as if I'm doing anything, but we're starting to no, get to part, a point. You're part where, of us. You're part, you're part of the humans. Um, where you can, again, like take stem cells. So what, so what my company did was once you extracted those teeth, um, you would kind of state, you would kind of store them and you would send up to a bank and then they, you hold on to them for about you know 20 years. When stem cell technology catches up with uh, what we want, say you need a cartilage replacement in your knee, you can use those stem cells to create you know autologous like like a uh, uh, cartilage because the problem with transplants and things like that is that your body can reject them yep. if they're your stem cells your body won't is less likely to reject them you can you can keep yourself young forever by just replacing you the could, parts yeah because you could replace the telomeres yeah you get that's de- what agency yeah. was the telomeres you, you can replace the telomeres wow yeah. that's that's actually very good genetic uh that's that telomeres is a deep cut as far as genetics goes oh, thank I, you i'm very impressed um uh, but you can um yeah, you can replace the telomeres because telomeres kind of uh, they they kind of like get cut over time mm-hmm. as when your genes uh, reproduce, and that kind of stops your body from making more of a certain thing. Um, and then say so if you have diabetes, like you can uh, you can create like pancreatic more pancreatic cells, you create more insulin, you can combat you diabetes can ch- that way. Dude, uh, like did you are they have you heard about the stem lab in Madagascar? Yes. Yes. So, so my yeah. company, so not my company, no, the company, no. but stem cell works very closely with them because South Africa. They were doing a lot of autism lot tests. More. Yeah, and they were going really they were going well because well. you are essentially you're able to if you can take stem cells, rewrite the genes, or mm-hmm. uh, and then put them back in, you can start to reverse. I mean, that's the theory. Yeah. It is so far beyond well, anything found. that can be used yeah. clinically. Exactly. So far beyond, and that's why like all this is essentially a pipe dream at this point. But Matt, like South Africa, like or Africa in general, is really where like people have chosen to um, take the first steps. 
And then when they find something good, that's when they'll start bringing it over and doing trials and animals, trials in America. Gotcha. They, like need, they need to get on it, man. Because yeah, uh, you it's know, a slow process. There's a lot. I've watched a lot of. I've watched. I watched the documentary on it. Oh, um, did you? There's like a 30 minute doc on YouTube. I watched. It oh, okay. dealt a lot with that place in Madagascar, and um, I'm just amazed. I'm 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 honestly just amazed because yeah. you know when you hear people talk about it, and I don't know shit, right? I'm a, I, I am I am medically illiterate. You're a layman. Uh, exactly. I'm bro science. Sure. Um, <laughs> So like, but when I hear people talk about it, it sounds like it might be the answer to so many problems. Like we don't know where to begin with autism, right? Yeah, no. But in Madagascar, they're like, well, we still don't quite know what autism is, but these stem cells are helping. We, yeah. We do know that. I don't know how well, much you know. We, don't, we know autism is specifically a gene, a genetic problem. We know that it's, you have an extra chromosome and that extra chromosome causes problems in your heart, in your development, in your um yeah pretty much your development just causes problems in your development and that leads to mental retardation um immune immunocompromisation um uh, cardiac problems uh, liver problems it, it and problems what's at everywhere. the stem of all of those no pun intended again huh. but what's at the stem of all of those is um inflammation yeah. that's what they found they actually found that a lot of uh kids struggling with autism they uh have a bunch of inflammation in their gut. Mm. So a lot of the way these people are reducing systems is cleaning up their diet, cleaning up their gut so that the microbiome is healthier and that's reducing the symptoms. That's a big thing. A lot of, a lot of well, diseases. I think it all comes from the gut, people. dude. I'm starting to think it all comes yeah. from the gut. There are a lot of people that like a lot of gastroenterologists that, yeah, they believe like all of your health well, problems come from your stomach. Of all of your organs besides your brain, yeah. do you know what has the most neuron receptors? It's your, it's your, it's your gut. Yeah. It's your gut. That's you true. You are what you I was eat. About, I was about to tell you that. They yeah. say the gut is your second brain. Yes. They actually say that your gut can function like your intestines and everything that your whole digestive system um, at a large chunk of it functions independently of your brain. And we know this. We know that, you know, rest and digest parasympathetic neural pathways. We know that you, you digest, you don't have to think about what you're digesting, right? Right. You don't have to think about Well, that's what why it takes doing. 20 minutes after you eat to not be hungry anymore. Right. Even though you're stuffed. Right. Because that, that that's supposed to be communicated back up. It's mm -hmm. doing its own thing before it tells you. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. You ever think? You ever think? It's like we just have these five senses, right? Yeah. And if you if you speak to a lot a lot of scientists, and some people think this is new agey, but no, they can prove this. There's a lot going on around us that we can't sense at all. Oh yeah. And it's just like so you see oh, how yeah. like the stomach and the brain act independently of each other. Mm -hmm. It's like if you were looking through certain like frequencies or using different senses, is our stomach technically part of something different than our brain? Like, are oh. we just kind of like a middle ground where like, the two meet? Like, like. Like there, like there are other senses that our stomach can pick up that our brain just isn't getting. Yeah, something like that, or different frequencies, right? Different frequencies. It's like someone, sure. like, like let's say you could see the entire plane, right? Sure. You would see something that like went through my stomach that my stomach was a part of. Yeah. And then you would see something that went through my brain that my brain was a part of, but they were two different things. Sure, like it's completely like, different systems. Because like if the two of them aren't communicating, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if the brain well, and the gut divorced and they just <laughs> the low, lower intestine is the child. I don't know well, what's you'll going find on. evolution has a lot to do with it, honestly. Where like most. Um, where like our digestive system sort of evolved on its own. Um, wow. yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's actually, it's incredible. Um, really difficult to get my wrap your head around, but something that there's definitely a new, a, a, like a plethora of things that we just can't do as humans that is going on around us in our planet. Magnetic oh, yeah. resonance, oh, like yeah. magnetic, um, uh, 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 resonance and stuff and that thermal, the planet's doing thermal, thermal energy. Um, one thing that is so it's so simple and stupid, but it puts it in perspective that I saw on Reddit. Um, 
So tiger, the reason you know the reason tigers are orange and with stripes. Why? Because deer are colorblind to orange, and so to deer see orange as green, and so they bl- oh, tigers blend in with trees. Oh my god, that's so fucking cool. Yeah, and it's something that we see, and we're just like, since we can see orange, or that's the thing. It's not that we see orange; it's that we interpret those wavelengths as orange. You know, we're not right, and the deer's not wrong. You're right. You're you hundred know? percent right. Yeah, because then uh, you other animals, they don't see the colors that we see. They don't see as, quote-unquote, well as we see, but their other senses can do things that we can't. That's why like dog, nose. We like have dog shitty whistles. Nose. Noses. We Yo. have a terrible nose because we Come don't on. need it. Exactly. We don't need it anymore. And that's just how evolution has taken us in different directions. Yeah, we're very vision-based. Yeah. It's, what always gets me is space is wild. Underwater, you know, like, the way that life must have uh, evolved to survive. They're probably using, like... Um, like there, if we were to take a, a creature from the deepest part of the earth and bring it up in, into, we wouldn't have, we would have no idea how this thing works. Yeah. You know? Cause, cause it has to survive at, at such a dense gravity. And so, and that's, it probably completely can't even survive above water. No, it wouldn't make like, it a second. If, yeah. Cause if you go to the bottom of the just, ocean, you're the, just going to collapse in on yourself. Yeah. The pressure you let alone. Thing out, it'll probably yeah. just like turn into goo. Yeah. Something, it'll evaporate or something. Yeah. You something know? crazy. Um, so yeah, it, I mean. That's why Aquaman's a cool hero, because it's like, yeah, you know, that could be a whole other thing down there. See, that's what I loved about the movie. I didn't that, see it. I didn't see it. Uh, so I heard movie, good things, though. The movie is an episode of Dragon Ball Z uh, brought to life. It's, I love DBZ, so yeah, this isn't a problem. Yeah, the movie is so anime. It's wild. Like, even their fights, like, you're wondering how they're going to make underwater fights seem cool. They just turn them into Saiyans, and they're, like, flying and going at each other. Oh, like, that's how they do it. It works really well. Sick. You know, Warner Brothers is pretty good at that, because... One thing I took away when I saw Man of Steel years yeah. ago, I was like, that's the best quote-unquote DBZ action mm-hmm. I've ever seen in a film. You could uh, see the potential there. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Action scenes can get really fucking cool. Though. Yeah. All right, yo, you might have just convinced me I need to watch to, Aquaman. To watch Aquaman? But I got to do Spidey first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Focus say, on I'll, one hero at a time. We're going to do Spidey. We're going to live in the definitely, Spideyverse. Definitely do Spider-Verse and Spider-Man in general. Definitely. Yeah. But um, we do need to wrap this up soon. How, how, uh, how, how deep are we? We are an hour and five minutes deep. Not counting intros, not counting wow. ads, not counting. Yeah, we we went hard, dude. Wow, that, that flew. Yeah, I was honestly kind of surprised. I oh looked over like God. ten minutes ago, and I was like, "What do you mean, fifty-five minutes?" That's wild. I feel like we were just talking about Toy Story. Yeah, like ten <laughs> minutes ago, <laughs> like ten minutes ago, and we just flew through the universe. We and we talked about the like. The most we went deep tin foil shit possible. Loyal to the foil. Yeah. <laughs> question, question everything. Yeah. I mean, we sound. I mean, honestly, we're gonna listen back and be like, oh, we're way off. We sound like idiots. <laughs> you know. <we're, laughs> but um, but that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. I, I and I and this, this is shit that I never talk about too. Fair like, enough. It's all shit that like I'll think about it in passing, like while while I'm waiting for my train to show up. But like <laughs> I never I never talk about this in depth and we just had a whole ass conversation. Well dude, you can come back here and talk about it anytime. We'll go, this I, is one of my favorite well, podcasts. I'm being I'm being dead I, honest. I don't with want you. to be I your really conspiracy guy. <laughs> but yeah, I really appreciate You're not that. The conspiracy thing. guy. We touched on conspiracy and like I, I felt like what we said, none of it was untrue. None we of it's untrue. about the government and I, shit. I feel like, like it it is kind of a bummer to, It's just hard to look at. Yeah. It is. You know? It is. That's why we have things like social media. As bad as there, we were talking about before we started shooting mm-hmm. how bad social media is for like, and how it turns us passive, how it turns us um, reactive, reactive not proactive. instead of yeah. proactive, and all this stuff. And but you know, it's such it's a distraction. It's a it, oh yeah. The amount of times like ah oh, shit, I gotta study. Ah oh, shit, I gotta do this. Oh wow, this person did that on Instagram. Well, I should check out this on Instagram. And then yeah, or go, then I end up on Reddit. I end up on YouTube. Whatever, whatever. But it just distracts you from. It's a, it's a really nice distraction. 
And um, maybe that's if this is what this podcast is for you. I'm very sorry because we ruined that in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I feel like we we are we came off as maybe a bummer and. uh, I'm sorry for that. If that well, we did, we just crash landed. Yeah, we were laughing, we were having a great time. Everything from telomeres to chip gang, and then we were just like, by the way, social media is just a vampire sucking your dopamine out of your soul. Yeah, it's so hard to live without it, though, because I mean, you know, there's a beauty. You know what it is? It's all yin and yang, right, man? Yeah, like it's all yin and yang because it connects us with one another, right? Like me and my boys, yes. we have a we have a Facebook chat. Right, we we punch into every once in a while to talk sports or some shit, and it's sure. like that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah, it's like that's the targeted interactions I want. These are my boys. Right, this is the conversation I want to have. Beautiful. They're they're all over the island, and we're 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 all doing it. But then you end up in your feed, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's just things being thrown at you that like, do you really need to see that? Not at all. Do you really Not need that? Is it improving your life to ne- see that? Literally, almost never. But literally when, almost never. I find that the more free time you have, the more you fall into that. And you always think like, that's oh, why man. it's such a fucking trap. Cause yeah. free time is so precious. Yeah. It's but so precious. The key is, the key is to, to not have free time. I've noticed now that I'm on call, now that I, you know, I, I'm always like either studying or working or, or doing, or I mean, like right now my life is I'm either studying, I'm working, I'm in the gym or I'm on call. Right. Those are the four things. If I, I cannot, I can no longer justify looking at my feed for 30 minutes, but hey, just don't have the time for it. I just don't have the time for it. But because of that now, like I don't miss, do I miss it at all? Absolutely not. Like my life is so much, it's so it's busier and it's harder. It, it, that is one benefit is that the more, the less free time you have, the more you have to cut out the bullshit. You're you 100% know? right. So if well, you, that's growing up, isn't it? That is like, exactly Because that's up. bigger than social media, what you just said. That's yeah, it, it, it is. Media. It is. Like, I, there's so many things that I, I used to, like, I play, um, I play this, like, phone, this game on my phone, like, Marvel Contest of Champions. It's like a fighting game with Marvel yeah. characters. It's so, a it's ta- so. tap fighter. It's, yeah, it's a tap fighter. It's so simple, but I would burn hours on it. And now I literally can't. I can maybe play for five minutes a day and that's it. But that means, all that means is that I'm doing things that I should be doing instead. Yeah. So now you have to prioritize. Are you going to spend the precious free time you have? That's the thing. The more free time you have, the less precious precious it is. Yes. So am I going to spend – now I have maybe an hour every day. Am I going to spend that on my phone or am I going to spend that cooking? Am I going to spend that – 100%. You know, with, with my family, with my girlfriend, with Bro, you know, cooking, cooking is such an investment. Cooking is – And I mean that know, in a good way. Cooking is the, the If you invest in like cooking meals for yourself, you feel – better instantly man that's, that's what's wild everyone's like oh i want to get in shape i want to do this i gotta start hitting the gym no no bro, hit, you gotta hit, start hit the kitchen you, you gotta start cooking you gotta that's start sleeping starts. those are yeah t- you gotta you gotta sleep people don't sleep um and that's another thing now that i'm so busy i'm like if i don't get my if i don't get eight hours i'm not gonna make it through my schedule so now i have to also take if care you of work out you need to sleep too because if, if you work out and sleep five hours your body didn't have any time I'm to not grow gonna recover yeah yeah and i feel that i so i i mostly do powerlifting stuff for strength mm-hmm. and that's very taxing in your muscles but it's also very taxing on your central nervous system uh-huh. and that gets burnt out usually more quickly mm-hmm. and because you're the whole idea is that you need your central nervous system to recruit more of your muscle to execute these movements at a high level so if i am not resting enough it's not that my muscles won't go back they might if i eat my protein yeah they will Mm -hmm. but it's that i'm not letting my nervous system rest and so now it won't be able i won't be able to recruit these muscles anymore Mm -hmm. sleep is more important than than anybody gives a credit for sleep is is well i used to be man i used to be a six hour guy i used to tell myself sleep six hours i'm good i could do six hours i used to do it without coffee now what I'd, I'd make sure to get seven. 
Mm. What do you think about like sleep rhythms? Because I heard like what do you mean by sleep rhythms? Like uh, like circadian rhythms, like that your body works in four hour intervals as far as sleep goes, and so that's why sometimes people feel better after four hours of sleep than six hours of sleep. Really? Because you're woken up at the end of a, I a heard cycle. hour. I heard about the hour and a half intervals. That could be something. That every hour and a half is in it. That could be. I haven't heard about that, but that could be. I it. went. I went crazy on sleep once when I was living in Charleston, um, South Carolina. I tried the um, the Da Vinci Sleep Code. Which one is that? That's Tell where me. you sleep. You sleep twenty minutes. Yes. Every three hours. Yes. 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 I had a friend I, that I, tried that too. I heard I it doesn't it. work at all. You know, I actually bet it works. I if just think that, I just think the tutorial period is long because I did it for like mm, a week, like the learning curve. Yeah, exactly. Because I did it for like a week, and like that's the thing is like the first few days you actually feel good, but then those next like four days mm-hmm. you're just like, and then it becomes a thing you have to remember, right? Because here's the thing: you do have more time. You definitely do have more time when you do that. Yeah, but the way society works, the way society you're, doesn't revolve like, around that sleep. You don't get yeah. You, like, what are the chances of you having twenty minutes every three hours? Yeah, non-existent. Non-existent. You know? And and what are you gonna do at night? You know. <laughs> Like this, I mean, you could like play games and then go to bed. When I was, when I, was I was doing a lot of writing and like mm. uh, like music mixing and stuff. Gotcha. And that's that's what I was trying to get more. Well, maybe time that for. maybe it's great for that then. Like a bunch it is. Of the problem is I had a day job that didn't cater to it. Right. So right. But I worked something out with them where I was allowed to take two breaks, so I would sleep like thirty minutes on the two breaks on days mm-hmm. I had work. But it was a whole mess. But we gotta we gotta we, we gotta do need to wrap it up. up. We yeah, need to wrap, wrap it up. up. Let's plug. Sorry us. about that. Plug yourself. Tell them where to find you. Yo, let them know what to expect. Uh, if you enjoyed the first twenty minutes of this podcast, Movie Mayhem Podcast is the podcast for you. The most dangerous podcast on Long Island. The most prolific podcast on Long Island. We have nothing but prolific guests, including your boy Landy right here. Movie Mayhem Podcast will tell you uh, we're not we're we're not we're not the brunch of podcasts. You're not gonna come <laughs> in and, and find us talking about Oscar nominations and whatever. We just two bros that like movies and we talk about them a lot and we're able to make time to watch them and talk about them so if you want to if you want to talk about this certain movie but you don't have a friend that's seen it we've seen it come talk talk to us you can hit us up on twitter at movie mayhem pod you can hit us up on instagram brian mccormick is an artist is an artist of the instagram photoshop your mind will be blown this shit will be on posters in your room it will be in museums movie mayhem podcast on instagram if you want to buy if you listen to a few episodes you know honestly the best thing you can do listen to our um listen to our our end game review with landy that one's clutch right listen to our we just did if you want to get woke as fuck listen to um uh when they see us that's the the netflix series on the the central park five mm-hmm. oh my god i got a lot of gamers who listen too so if you want to listen to the super mario brothers episode that they did with andrew parker yeah another guest of the landy the lodge su- highly recommend super mario brothers podcast uh that, that episode was hilarious um and 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 we did an episode on a uh, speed racer with the other half of uh bulldog gaming with oh, brian Stone. And he he was really good. good. That was really good. I'll check that one out too. Um, yeah, because Speed Racer is you know a very underrated movie. But anyway, Movie Mayhem podcast. You the, you won't be disappointed. You make it five minutes through that, it's gonna become fifty, and you're not even gonna notice. It's gonna get you through your commute. It's gonna get you through your breakup. It's gonna get you through your your <laughs> dog dying. It's gonna get you through your your cook you when you're when you're cooking in the morning, when you're eating in the gym, when you're up at late at night. 
it's this is this is the movie is this movie is sustenance for you this will replace sleep and eating for you 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 won't regret it movie mayhem podcast um listen to a few episodes like it subscribe like uh like this video like the landy lodge this dude's been holding it down let's do it a minute he's been having he's this i'm telling you we don't plan he doesn't plan anything he comes in with people of all different walks of life doing all different types of interested in all different things and he can have a conversation with any of them i can't have a conversation with people that i spend every single day with and this guy can he can he is so knowledgeable so charismatic so passionate in everything that he talks about and everything that he does so authentic that if you like you can you can listen to a movie you can listen to a podcast about a stranger you're doing it right now if you've made it this far and he will make it into something that you can learn something from something that can interest you something that you can that can entertain you and that is that's what podcasting is all about so really if you only have certain time and listen to the three podcasts listen to bullduck listen to movie mayhem listen to the landy lodge and if you like um, baseball listen to charging the mound too and uh love it baby <laughs> love up these plugs <laughs> yes now, let me say it one more time because you wasn't listening the first time movie mayhem podcast <laughs> you're not gonna find you know we're not like other podcasts because we don't like other podcasts we're like we're who we are and you and if you like us if you fuck with us then fuck with us baby that's <laughs> how you cut a promo all right matt thank you for coming in Everyone, thank you very thank much of course brother and forever and ever and ever whatever it is beyond that what you might call God in the Western tradition or Brahman in Hindu philosophy or Tao in Chinese. Every one of us is really that, but we are pretending we are. And we are pretending with tremendous skill, deception. Who are you?